0: Hey, welcome back to Viginal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcasts, where we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply over hockey fans love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome back our special guest, a broadcaster with USPHL's Roger Valley Royals, Sam Maluth. Sam,
1: welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm excited to be back.
0: Uh, thanks for taking the time to jump on with us here so this episode we're we're gonna talk some usphl hockey with sam being back on i figure it's a good time to actually maybe provide our maybe our maybe guess my personal rankings of uh the i guess the the play-by-play teams broadcasting teams of the western usphl and then we're gonna break in some other nhl topics like how viewership is down 22 percent this year and maybe we'll speculate why but uh
2: How you boys doing? I'm drinking coffee and I love coffee. That's how I'm doing. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm doing. Oh, sorry. I'm doing all right and uh, excited to be back and uh, talking some more hockey with you guys.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Again, thanks for jumping back on. Um, And with you back on, I figure this is perfect for us to jump into. I think you and I briefly talked about it um kind of the Western USPHL broadcasting teams I watch every game in the Western USPHL so I have a strong opinion on the USPHL broadcasting teams and I figure this is a this is a great uh, great spot to kind of drop um at least the top 10 like I said, we, we try to keep things positive. I get used to things I like and things I don't like about broadcasting teams, but mostly it's it's things I like. And the the cool thing about uh, the Western US Patreon, I think a lot of junior hockey is I'd say in over ninety percent of these cases, uh, these broadcasters are not getting paid. They're doing it because they have a passion for hockey. So I just really kind of want to focus on. Really, the, the the top ten and and the ten uh, broadcasting teams in the Western USPHL I really
2: look forward to listening to. All right, cool. And uh, Chris, I was about to throw out a joke about because uh, I just finished watching Three Amigos. <laughs> so throwback. Do you watch a plethora of of USPHL games? <laughs> All right. So coming um, in at number ten.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at number ten is going to be the Ontario Junior Rain, and again I'm not going to name names here, really because I don't know anybody's names that well. We we have Sam on, so you know, should it come around that the Rogue Valley Royals are in the top ten, I'll I'll, I'll I'll mention Sam, but again I don't know his counterpart's name. But yeah, it's Ontario Junior Rain. Again, unbiased calls, uh, they do a good job, and no negative connotations with with the broadcast. And I will say for the teams that ended up 11th through well really out of 18 teams 11 through 16 not not a lot of negative uh feedback um some broadcasters scream into your ear every chance they, they go from like a normal level to like a screaming level during a goal you can't hear them and then other ones are just so biased it's really hard to listen to they can call a good game but their personal biases uh, make it brutal um, especially if the opposing team scores or or wins but you know uh, these most of these teams uh, do pretty good job in Ontario kind of fits that mold of they call an even game uh, and they're entertaining to listen to and they know their hockey
2: all right who do you got coming in at number nine sir
0: uh number nine is going to be the Idaho Falls Spud Kings you know, they're a new broadcasting team as well, as it's a brand new team. They got that amazing arena. They've been getting better because I think the, if if not incorrect, the main guy now for Idaho Falls used to call the Helena Bighorns games in the NA3. They know their hockey. They're very interesting to listen to. And again, I think they call a pretty even, evenly spread game. Pretty cool. And who you got coming in at number eight? Uh, That's going to be the Las Vegas T-Birds. Again, (laughs) they call a good game evenly spread. Not a lot of biases when you're listening to the broadcast. And uh, they can can make it a lot of fun. Very cool. And number seven, sir. Uh, Number seven is going to be the Bakersfield Roughnecks, uh, an organization that just seems to be doing a lot right. Uh, They might have had a rough season, but when it comes to kind of how things are working out as an organization – everything i'm seeing seems to be on the up and up and again but the, the, the roughnecks have a good time they 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 have fun they have good calls they're uh i look forward to watching
2: uh, roughnecks games okay cool and then coming in at number six
0: uh number six it's going to be the bellingham blazers you can tell he loves his team <laughs> he loves his boys i don't know who he is but uh he definitely has favorites i think he's very close with the team and several of the parents on the team i guess a lot of might be golfing buddies and whatever it is hockey so golfing is part of the the hockey world especially if your postseason ends early which looks like bellingham's might that the golf might be part of their season a little bit sooner than they'd want it to unless they can fight back against uh, rogue valley i think is the only team they have a chance to catch sam but yeah right now they're a fun broadcasting team and very passionate about their blazers very cool coming in at number five uh, number five is going to be the Lake Tahoe Lakers. Again, just fun calls. Uh, a lot of times they get the fans. Uh, a lot of times the younger fans, the boys, have to be like eight, nine years old. They'll walk up to the broadcasting booth and they'll interview the kids during the game. And I, it's a local team there out of Lake Tahoe. Um, I don't. I don't know what the the junior teams, the little little, not even the junior teams, but the. Uh, kind of Wee type teams are there but uh yeah he calls a really good game i think he's from the east coast i believe new york but i'm not 100 percent sure but uh he wasn't on the last couple broadcasts but yeah lake tahoe games are a lot of fun and that that a big part of that is the uh the broadcasters very cool coming in at number four and number four, it's going to be the Pueblo Bulls. Again, fun and interactive. They're super fun games to watch. Um, heard a lot of really good things. Of course, our, one of our co-hosts here, Michelle, is uh, part of now the Pueblo Bulls broadcasting team. And she's called the last bunch of games as the play-by-play. Again, just a lot of fun, a lot of interaction with the, the, with the fans. And, yeah, it's just, I'm very, very passionate about Bulls hockey. All right. And coming in at number three. And number three is going to be none other than Sam Maluth's Rogue Valley Royals. They're exciting, sometimes overexcited. <laughs> We're big fans of uh, many things, including Rafter Watch, which I guess is not coming back. I I, I did hear that on the broadcast. Sam, but, uh, what is your what is your counterpart's name there in Rogue Valley?
1: Uh, Kyle Clements. He does the uh, he does the play by play, and I do the I do the color commentary.
0: He makes it a lot of fun. Even, even plays that aren't that exciting can seem very exciting. And, and I really do wish that he would have called some of these highlights that we, we post out on our Instagram for you listeners, check out our Instagram. You'll see some of the top saves and top goals of the week of the month of the year, all that stuff's coming down. And, uh, we just had an amazing save by, I think Curtis Richler out of, uh, Bakersfield. And, uh, The save is amazing. Honestly, it's going to be one of the saves of the year. But the call, you would easily miss the save based off the call. The call was just, you know, it wasn't there. There was no real good call to go with such an amazing save. Whereas I I listen to other broadcasters and they're like, oh, great save. And it's, for for all intents and purposes, as a goalie, really, really basic save that wasn't great. But Expected, you know, like if you if you don't stop that, then <laughs> you're getting pulled. So, eh, you know, but congratulations, Rogue Valley and Sam, and your counterpart there. uh You guys, honestly, it's so exciting to listen to Rogue Valley games and uh, especially the Rogue Valley Bellingham uh, rivalry that's going to be building here. The boys don't like each other. uh It's great goaltending gr- uh, on both sides, both Bellingham and Rogue Valley. Great calls. Uh, it's just an exciting series to watch
1: we faced them quite a bit this first season and um I think just over time you know after feeling each other out it's become it's become a battle where both teams have found a way to win um, no matter where no matter who's the home team but yeah I was just gonna briefly mention that if if you have whether it's a regular save or an amazing save it's kind of like if you don't bring the excitement, it kind of makes it feel like it like the the call makes the play sometimes, you know, like it call the call just makes so much more memorable, so much more exciting. And so, you know, I can imagine that whenever I I check out that that amazing save from um I forget which team you just said a second ago, but I'm sure that I'm gonna be like, oh wow, that could have been that could have been way that was an amazing play that could have been way more exciting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think the the save was the Curtis Richler out of Bakersfield and uh if, if you check out our instagram he uh he made this save with the i guess the play of the day for saturday's uh um, highlights uh it's it's an incredible save and that easily could have been missed um with the call on the ice and uh you know it's too bad because what an amazing save like that should have had an amazing call that goes with it but yeah is what it is i guess we'll we'll talk about the next two next two broadcasting teams as well that uh kind of got you guys at rogue valley for right now but number two is going to be the long beach shredders uh again i don't know the names i think um taylor peterson is a color commentator and I was going back and forth with the guy on Twitter at one point who was the, uh, the play-by-play guy because um, I think he was trying to uh, go to Vegas for the the showcase and, and be one of the, the broadcasters there, which would have been amazing. Because, again, he's these two do such a good job at Long Beach games. They're fun to listen to. They're unbiased. They make exciting calls for both teams, much like you guys do there in Rogue Valley. And they're just a lot of fun to listen to. You can tell they have a lot of fun. I think this past weekend was uh, the color commentator Taylor's birthday. And so they had fun with that between periods. They're a really good duo to listen to, uh, much like you two. All
2: right. And coming in at number one.
0: Yeah. Number one is going to be Brendan Price out of the Northern Colorado Eagles. And and coincidentally, and unfortunately for us in the uh, Fantasy League, is also the – operator of the noco locos in our fantasy league that's whooping all of our butts um (laughs) but uh what what i like about brendan is again very unbiased calls really just calls the game as it should be called he doesn't just i think broadcast for for hockey but i think he also covers the, the the baseball team that's local there as well the uh The uh, the Owls, the uh, Northern Colorado Owls, whatever, the baseball team there. Really knows hockey, really knows how to make the right calls. And, again, he doesn't have, like, a color commentator. So he is the end-all, be-all there and really just calls – Almost what I call perfect games. I mean, does a really good job for being the solo one up there without any support. Just really impressed always with, with what he's able to do there in northern Colorado. So, Brendan, if you do listen to this, don't get a big head. We'll have a broadcast here sometime or a podcast here sometime soon because we're going to be talking some uh, Western New years York hockey with Brendan uh, coming up soon. But no, I mean... Any, anyone get a chance to listen to a, a game called by Brendan Price, you've, you've got to do it. He's also the Dan K Show's representative out west, uh, as he does the Go West podcast for the Dan K Show. Just, again, doesn't get much better than a, than a Brendan Price call. But I know, gentlemen, that we've been waiting to talk some NHL hockey. I tell you, I saw a tweet in the last few days. It's something that we have talked about on this podcast. I think, Sam, you were, you were asking me about something with the NHL, or maybe it was actually – you, Steve. Oh, you did. It was you, Steve. You're asking me about the Seattle Crock, and I'm like, bro, I'm don't. i not watching. I have no idea what's happening. I think, Sam, you're in the same boat where you're just not watching a lot of hockey right now. Apparently, we're not alone. I have a lot of favorite guys I watch on YouTube. They are saying the same thing. Like These big hockey YouTube channels are also saying that they're just not watching as much hockey as they have in the past. And with the NHL's viewership down 22%, what do you think could be some of the leading causes of people just not wanting to watch hockey right now?
2: Accessibility, 100 percent. Boom. So okay, that,
0: that's that's what I was getting is the fact that people are saying games are being blacked out. It's so hard oh, to it's, get it's, to a
2: game. It, it's not even about the black. Yeah. Like, OK, so here you're going to hear Steve going on tirade. OK, this never happens. But here we go. Um, get ready. Sam. OK, so. When I was a season ticket holder for the Coyotes before the move to the Mullen Arena, when I first moved here, never missed a game. But then you you get kids and driving uh, two hours in traffic to get there with a screaming kid uh, and then having to wake a kid up after an hour and some drive back wasn't fun. Right. So I'd miss the occasional game. So if I wanted to watch at home, I couldn't because it was blacked out because they're trying to force me to go to the arena. Okay, so why are you blacking out the game? Why are you blacking out the game? Right. Have some sort of exception for people like season ticket holders. Now, not everybody has cable TV subscriptions. Right. So that's part of the problem. Now, a lot of people stream games. So the NHL has it broken up over multiple networks, you know, to give you an example, one's on TNT. Okay, there's no local, there's no streaming service for TNT, so you 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 miss out on those games, and that's like any game, not just the Coyote. So I just signed up for Valley Sports, so I can watch the Coyote games now. I have a subscription to that. I've got ESPN Plus because that's another one, so I'm paying for that. And there's a couple other streaming services I now have, and I still can't see all the games.
0: Right, and that's okay. So you're pointing out exactly. So I'll say that. Cause it's all positive when i'm talking about if anybody else watches post to post on youtube and he's a huge montreal fan i think he lives in Fredericton, nowhere near montreal and he can't get the montreal games he's like he says he has a uh, uh like multi he's got the nhl package he's got whatever cable package he's got something else he's like and still sometimes i just can't get to the games i can't get to watch a game so what starts to happen is when you become frustrated you can't watch a game you just stop paying attention and that's kind of what when i lived in salt lake city and the vegas golden knights came to vegas um the problem was for me if the sabers or the capitals went to vegas or denver i was blacked out now salt lake city is seven hours from either of those cities if you want to make it to Denver, it's seven or eight hour drive. If you want to make it to Vegas, you're talking a six or seven hour drive. What am I supposed to do? Go to a like That's your your blacking out games. I'm not locally connected to I again, I don't I disagree with the blackouts a hundred percent. I don't care if you live in Vegas, you should be able to watch the Vegas Golden Knights on TV. If you live in Montreal, you should be able to watch the Canadians on TV. I just don't understand. Why they're trying to, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, I can't watch the game on TV. I'm going to go to the game. No, they're just not going to watch the game. You're, well, yeah, can't, you're, but you're generating can't a lack of
2: interest. So, Chris, like I'm on multiple Facebook groups for the Habs, right? And there's people asking yeah. for links to the game to illegally stream them because it's not, it's not accessible. Yeah, which is
0: what most people do now. Because, again, I think he even mentioned that on post-to-post. He's like, or I find an, an illegal streaming service because that's the only way
2: I can watch the game. Yeah. So, can you imagine, like, for people, because you know, we got rid of cable years ago. Because I'm not paying two hundred some dollars a month for a bunch of channels. I'm not going to watch um, that are loaded not with gonna commercials, do it. anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I'm not going to do that. So, I don't want to be spending two hundred dollars a month in streaming channels. But sometimes you don't even get the option. So, some of these people do not have an option to set up a streaming service to watch the games. Like, there's no Canadians TV. Right. You, you can't sign right. up and pay for that. But on top of that, then these poor people who want to get things like local news, you know, that may not be able to stream, can't do it. So it's accessibility is the biggest thing. Like I watched Carlo Caliacovo threw something out and I agree with him sometimes and sometimes I don't. But this one kind of made me roll my eyes a bit. He was going off about, um, you know, one of his things was, well, we got to get rid of the salary cap in hockey because that's why people aren't watching. I like, oh, BS. The league is tight No, yeah, and yeah. we talked
0: about that. that on the last episode. The salary no, you need to sell cap because otherwise you're going to have a team like – you're going to have like teams that have the ton of money are just going to load up and it's going to be the same four or five teams fighting for the cup while everyone else is just hoping to take them down. So, no, that's – The
2: Detroit Red Wings were the perfect example of that when they went on their runs. Like, no offense, they had a good team, but like Shanahan. Oh, I took a salary cut to go to Detroit. Oh, dude, you were getting paid an obscene amount of money. You're, you're, you took a cut. Shut up. Shut up! Don't 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 even like that one. I just went, oh god, what garbage! You got paid a ton of money. They may have shaved five hundred thousand off. Oh geez, off seven million. Oh, big boy there, Shanny. Way to go! Don't know how you got by eating your you know dry rice and stuff after that cut. In the Rogue Valley, Sam, what's blacked out?
1: Well, obviously I'm gonna get the Sharks games, but that's because my parents have a subscription to something down in the Bay Area, but. And, like, so I watched, like, the the local channel just from up here. There are, I feel like the Sacramento Kings, which is, I know that's not the right league, but they're they're blacked out here. I kind of agree with, with what you're saying. Like, ESPN Plus is a bit of a pain, even though, like, it's not, it's not, like, terribly expensive. But it's, like, most people don't really want to sign up for something like that if they're just going to watch hockey. I would have thought that, you know, channels like ABC and TNT would be in more homes Generally, I mean, maybe that was, maybe that felt easier for people to watch last year, but for some reason this season, just yeah, people are not tuning in as easily, and I'm not really sure what they had before that made it more accessible because I feel like NHL TV was also was even more expensive than ESPN Plus, so I'm not really sure how they can turn it around. You know, I wanted to believe that so far this season, you know, maybe with ESPN at least specifically that they were going up against like football and you know football is always going to win in that scenario but if you can't if you can't get access to the games easily you're probably just not going to watch and you're just going to tune out if your team's bad that doesn't help but if your team is good and you still can't watch then it's like well what am I going to do I'm just I'm just not I'm just not going to watch I guess so I don't know that's been that's been the experience for probably a lot of people
2: And let's take a look back because, you know, even what was it, three, four years ago, you could sign up for the NHL center ice pack. It's not they would have blackout games, which, again, still pissed people off. Right. Because, again, Chris could not go to a game because it was eight, nine hours away. So those blackouts were a joke. There was no reason to have a blackout when you signed up for a hockey package through the league itself. Like, that's what's so outrageous, you know, so. They, they they want to point out these yeah, things. Well, it it really just...
0: irritate me. It really Because I, I really wanted to get into the Vegas Golden Knights there. Because like when I lived in D.C., I became a big Caps fan. Knew I wasn't going back to Buffalo probably ever again. And I just wanted to feel closer to the hockey community where I was living. And I became a big Caps fan because was, it was easy for me to get to the games because I lived in D.C. And when I couldn't get to the games, I could watch it on TV. I, I couldn't do that in Vegas. I I just couldn't go to a game. That that's an that's an event in and of itself to get all the way to Vegas from Salt Lake City in a seven hour drive through the desert and then seven hours back. And the
2: accessibility of tickets, dude, like you're you're not getting there's no tickets like they're bought up. So you're buying resale tickets that are marked up insanely, you know, so there's that. Which is a joke. Yeah,
0: that's the resale thing's a joke. I, I won't buy resale tickets,
2: but I watch an epic ton of hockey still. You know, because if I'm working late, which I'm always doing, there's a game on my side TV. The league is fun to watch. Like anybody can try to insult the game itself. So again, that salary cap comment, just stupid. And actually, we, you know, Chris and I are going to go on the cap, you know, uh, have another episode on that at another time. It can be improved, but to help out teams that have higher tax rates. But anyway, so that's not it. You know, this whole thing about re- he also said something about realistic trades and, you know, that actually happen. Well, you know, I, I, one of my biggest annoyances is watching fan bases coming up with these trades that make zero sense, right? And part of the problem, you know, it was great for me having access to, you know, owners and players here in Arizona when the Canadian owners were on the team, you know, and I was off, you know, hunting down autographs and stuff I used to do. They were great. They would talk to you about stuff. So, you know, back when the Coyotes lost and that uh, their bid to get McDavid and, still call BS on that one but you know they were saying like you know you don't know how many trades are right there on the table but then some technicality kills it right and it just won't work out like there's so much going in the back office but they don't reveal that stuff and i don't think they have to if you watch the product on the ice right now it's great like it there's a lot of great fun games and you know going back to that cap comment Nobody expected the New Jersey Devils to be pushing the way they did or the Kraken this year. Nobody. Nobody can say anything. Like I I said last year, I said the Devils were fun to watch because of their exciting young talent. I didn't expect them to be doing that well this year. There's a lot of fun hockey, so it's nothing about the game. Like there's not many rule changes that you would have to make to make the game even more exciting now. It's literally the accessibility of the game. Like it's staring them right in the face, but they don't care. They've got these huge, you know, television contracts. So that's not going to change anything. So, yeah, there's just my opinion on that. But, hey, going back to this one, remember how we were talking about announcers in the league? This came up one of the last uh, Carolina Hurricanes games I watched. And this goes back to biased announcing. So I don't know which color commentator it was, but my goodness, the commentator, you know, there was a check. OK, and it's one of those questionable ones, right? The guy's about four four feet from the boards gets clearly hit from the side so it was not in the numbers right but the announcer's like well that still should be considered boarding in my opinion okay you're allowed to have your opinion right that's fine and i looked at it and went well it's clean but i get it you don't want to see somebody get injured but what do you do you just don't you know like what do you want to do there and again i go back to the bear hug thing chris because i always go back to that well then allow the guy to be bear hug but still four feet from the boards it's a weird bear hug right you guys can go toppling into the boards and still get injured. I'm like, so it's just an unfortunate area to get hit. That announcer went back to that play, I'm not kidding you, at least 20 times throughout the rest of the broadcast, to the point where I muted it. And I was getting ready to tweet. I was trying to look up his name to be like, oh, for Pete's sakes, would you just shut up? Because every time a penalty got called against the Carolina Hurricanes, wow, wow. That going back to that one play, uh, that one play that is a legal check, that it is a scary hit, but it's part of the game. It happens, right? It happens. Get over it. It's been done. It wasn't that big of a bloody deal. Let it go. Anyway, there's my rant about that because, hey, penalty calls are going to get missed, right? plays are going to get missed their team ended up winning the game anyway I hate homers when it comes to this stuff so when guys can broadcast and they can talk equally about the game and somebody scores a goal like yeah celebrate if it's a Montreal announcer that Austin Matthews ripped a good goal against the Habs celebrate it hell yeah because if it's a good goal it's a good goal right but anyway there's that rant had to throw that one out there because of the the whole color commentating stuff so yeah got that off my chest I feel better Oh God! you yeah. <laughs> still
0: with us, Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was okay. Going to mention actually, like another reason that people might turn off the games is is commentating. I do think that at least on the ESPN side of things, I'm not sure that people are like the biggest fans of the people who are calling games on there. Like, ding ding ding! <laughs> good I, good point, Sam. Very good point. Mute the TV and put your local radio guys on instead. Um, I definitely heard of that being a thing. So, I don't know, it's just kind of it's kind of like a weird mess that they've gotten themselves in. And also to add to your point, uh Steve that frankly I I mean I don't I haven't looked at the numbers, but I feel like scoring is up this year. I feel like we've seen a ton of games where it's like where it's like goals have been like 8 to 6 or something something ridiculous, you know. So, I don't know, it just feels like it feels like when you've got these like people want to see goals. That's what they want to see, you know. So, it doesn't really make any sense to me why, why viewership is so down, but I'm not sure if they, yeah, like you said before that they, I'm not sure if they care enough to, to fix the issue.
2: And
0: Dan, I think the the issue oh, is viewership going down. If I'm hypothetically speaking, say I'm from, oh, I am from Buffalo, but I'm from Buffalo and, and I've never really left Buffalo and I live in Buffalo. Like most people still live pretty close to where they grew up, whether Ottawa or wherever you want to see your local team. You care mostly about your local team. You want to talk about your local team, see your local team. That's if, if you get the NHL package, you can watch some other games now and then that's cool, but you really care about your local team. If you can't see your local team, And it's really difficult to try to find a way to stream your local team. You start to lose interest in your local team, and it doesn't mean you gain more interest in other teams. You just start losing interest. That's, I think, the problem the NHL is having is they're blacking out the interesting aspect of what people are looking for. As as a Buffalo kid, I want to see my Buffalo Sabres. Sure, the other 31 teams are cool. I don't want to watch Seattle Kraken game. I don't want to watch a Canadiens game. Unless they're Ooh. playing the Sabres, I really just don't care. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to watch a Sharks game. I, you know, I want to watch my Buffalo Sabres. And if I can, I don't feel as connected with the team because I just don't know what's happening. And a lot of people right now, I think another big thing that's maybe being overlooked on all this is everything in the last year or so has gotten extremely expensive. Food, rent, everything's gone skyrocketing. And and these cable packages are not immune to that. They're, everything's going up. Cable, these streaming packages. People can't afford right now to buy three or four or five or six or seven different streaming packages to try to just get the, the one game they want to watch. you know. And they're, they're still interested in things like the MLB and the NFL and the NBA. They want to see those games too. At what point do they just stop paying for all of it because they can't afford all of it because – you know, the price of item X has gone so far out of thing. They, they got to feed their family first. Hockey and, and football and those other things are they're just not a high priority anymore when you can't eat. Having to buy multiple streaming packages when you can't pay rent. I think this is things that they're overlooking. They're like, oh, why aren't people watching? Because people can't afford it anymore. I think that's another thing that people aren't talking about. And, you know, that might be the uncomfortable aspect. But everything has gone out of control in terms of, like, costs. We've cut back on stuff here because it's like, well... We can't afford that right now. I don't want to afford that right now because it's not worth the cost. For me, I enjoy hockey TV and watching the USPHL because it's, it's, it's affordable. I pay one annual fee, and you can pay monthly fees, but I pay one annual fee. And I have unlimited hockey every night of the week. And when I want to watch a game... That was a couple nights ago. I can like right now I'm still making it through Sunday night's action and it's Thursday 9th of February when we're recording this because it's a good price. I'm interested in it and I'm not paying for other packages except I am paying for Danish hockey as well. But, you know, those are the two packages I pay for. I don't want to pay for five, six, seven packages. I could be a Swedish hockey. I could get the NHL. I could pay all these different hockey packages or NFL Red Zone none of that none of that's worth my 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 time my price right now and and people are making that call and if you're blacking out the the one team a person wants to watch they're just not going to pay for the package so they can get a bunch of teams they don't care about
2: yeah you're 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 bang on and that's the thing like i was just saying the other day my wife got four bags of groceries nothing expensive it wasn't loaded full of meat and it cost 130 bucks Give that about a year ago, dude, and we're talking maybe 70, 80 bucks for that same bag of groceries. So in a time when we are being squeezed, why are we going to sign up for more and more things? Like, again, go back to why can't the NHL have one package, right, one package with zero blackout games that gives you access to all these other stations through their one platform? Why? Why? Why can't yeah. they do that? right? Instead, it was more profits because the NHL is always recording record profits, right? So you're profiting while the fans keep getting less and less. We see this trend through multiple things for consumers right now. Like the consumers are getting shafted for multiple reasons um, in all countries right now. So you know it's a big it's a big sticking point. It's an angry point. But like I said, I watch a lot of hockey, and the game's exciting. so there's really nothing you need to do with the game. You know, in my opinion, you know, leave the game alone. The game's perfectly fine. Let it keep going. And Sam, you brought up the point Like, there's tons of goals. Like right now, I'm laughing when people are throwing up goalie save percentages and goals against averages. I'm like, you've got to recalibrate that. You know, you can't compare a, a save percentage or goals against average. Today's game to back in the two line pass hooking era you know, where games were boring and slow and we're talking one nothing to one games, right? It's a totally different game now. And, you know, because it's the same thing. I say this to Chris all the time, Sam. What really annoys me is, you know, if it's a five to four game, they're blaming the goalie, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you're letting five. I'm like, did you see those five goals? (laughs) Did you happen to look at those five goals, right? If they were not stoppable, why the heck are you blaming the goalie? Especially when you're playing Connor McDavid. <laughs> oh, McDavid got a Hattie against you and a 5 4. Well, because it's, it's McDavid. How many weak goals you ever see Connor McDavid score? Like, where you're like, ah, oh, he really got lucky on that one.
1: <laughs> like, they also get the pad smaller, too. Like, like yeah. for goalies, I know that it might, I'm not sure how much smaller, but I know that that's like another reason why save percentages are also floundering these days. Like, it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's just kind of funny to see how they they made it harder on the goalies. And now we still we still criticize them. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, that's exactly it. And that's why you hear Chris and I sticking up for goalies, because everybody's got like a 96 hour, you know, 96 mile per hour shot right now because of the sticks. And that's what the goalies were saying, like, OK, you keep cutting back my equipment, but when are we going to stop with the sticks? Let's go back to wood sticks, because I keep saying this. Oh, these know sticks
0: know? that they're making now, and I see these videos come out of these kids literally stepping on them, trying to bend them backwards, and they're not snapping. And I'm like, OK, that's terrifying, because that means you can put all this pressure down on the stick and just that, that's a that's a slingshot. I don't I hate the flex sticks. I think they're I think they're a crack. These flex sticks are a joke. I think as a goalie, I flex sticks are a joke. If, if you can't pull it off with a wooden
2: stick, then yeah, it's I, I hate. Can you I hate imagine? I would sticks. love to have seen Iafraidy or al McGinnis in their prime with one of these new sticks. Can you imagine? Oh Can you imagine? Like, dear God, I mean, you were kill pull- somebody. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I remember yeah. Patrick Wah. And that's was what's gonna happen.
0: About- what's gonna happen is they're gonna a goalie's gonna get killed. It, it's gonna happen. Or a goalie or a defenseman, because these defensemen have no equipment. Somebody's going to get killed because one of these shots are so powerful. I think I think the sticks have gotten out of control. That's a whole other rant we can get into. <laughs> we probably should cut this one short so I can have dinner. <laughs> but, but the, yeah, we could go on. Dude, we, here we go. We got a stick rant episode we can do. Uh, we definitely have to talk NHL trade deadline stuff coming up here because we're entering that season of – Who's it going to be? So um, we might be dropping a few more episodes in the coming weeks because this is the exciting, like this time in NHL free agent frenzy is just a fun time to talk NHL hockey.
2: And for Sam's team, Carlson is doing the Sharks a huge favor, having an outstanding season. After a few seasons of being just mediocre, and everybody questioning that trade, like he's on fire this year. If they start dumping off their team right now, and their assets, they should be able to, you know, essentially coyote this thing, because I think that's the way of saying stockpiling uh, draft picks and, and prospects. They should be able to coyote the heck out of this thing. Uh, well, they could over the be. Next tra- month. They
0: could have traded uh, Jacob. What is Chichiron? Ch- Chichiron? Chickerin How do you say his name? Chickerin. But they're asking too much. From what, what I've been gauging recently, they're just asking way too much. And I'm like, like I would love to get them in Buffalo, but not for their – from what I'm hearing, they're asking prices. But again, that's a that's a whole other episode. We can definitely dive into this uh, in the coming weeks. But we're going to wrap this one up here, ladies and gentlemen. We do want to thank Sam Maluth from the USPHL's Rogue Valley Royals for jumping
1: on again with us today. Thank you so much for having me again. Can't wait to be back for the next one.
0: Oh, we can't wait to get you back on, and and we'll be talking probably a little bit more um, NHL trade deadline stuff uh, next because this is the exciting stuff. But uh, we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're junior your collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial to let us know what you think, and also check us out on Instagram at PHHPodcast or on TikTok at Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast. This was the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear crease.